you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hey, everybody. This is Melissa, and I am not with Dane today. I am with one of my certified practitioners and dear friend, Evie Rose. Evie, how are you? Hello, Melissa. I am great. (laughs) Good. Well, thanks for being on with me today. We want to just have a really great chat about who you are, how you found my program, what you're doing today, and what you offer out to people and all that kind of thing. But I always love to start by saying, well, one, you're from Georgia, so she has that cute accent you guys will hear. And I like to ask everybody at first, did you have horses when you were a kid or were you that kid that wanted a pony for Christmas? I did not have horses. I had probably a bunch of cats and dogs, but no horses. However, when I got married, I told my husband I wanted a horse and he wasn't real excited about horses. So I said, well, maybe if I start off small. So I was like, I want a mini horse for Christmas. He got me a mini horse for Christmas. Then I was telling him, look, you know, horses are herd animals. They can't be alone. <laughs> so, you know, Cracker Jack was the name of the horse. And I need to have, you know, somebody for Cracker Jack. So he was our, okay. So I got Cracker Jack's friend who they grew up together. Well, what a, what a good husband. And I will say, years later, they've come to live with me. So I'm the lucky one to have Cracker Jack and Sassy. And they were actually out in the field this morning and just you know, munching grass, everything's fine. And little Cracker Jack's black and white. And I have a black and white paint gelding and they've got a big fence between them, but they go nose to nose more mornings than not and have this little play fight. It's not real, you know, but they're like, I'm a stallion. No, I'm a stallion. They are so cute. And they argue for about a minute and a half and then they go, okay, have a good day. They go their own way. So they are a trip and a half for sure. So Cracker Jack and Sassy, when did you get your first full-size horse? Well, I had a friend um, that had a quarter horse and he needed a place to live and I had room for him. So Toby come to live with us. And of course, you know, I love that. I was like, well, he's not my horse. You know, I'm just helping out with it. I'm helping a friend. (laughs) And so, I mean, what a year, two years go by. My husband's like, well, why is that horse still here? And I'm like, well, they can't find a place for it. So, I mean, we, you know, we have a special needs son. We've, you know, taken a liking to him. So, you know, we just started riding him and kind of teaching ourselves about a horse. Nice, nice. That's great. Well, I know once you came through the the Equine Gestalt coaching program, then you fell in love with your gypsy horse. And so, you, how long have you had your gypsy now? Uh, I believe three years. Three years. years. Okay. No, I think May was three years. Yeah, time goes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so your little gypsy, talk a little bit about that horse, because that's pretty magical. My little gypsy is mischievous, and he's not little. (laughs) He's a little chunker, (laughs) kind of like yours. They love to eat. Yeah. Um, He's wonderful, though, with my client. He's great with teenagers. He's great with the clients. He's just great. I love him. I mean, he, he shows up. I don't have to ask him anything. He just does everything. He just does it. 
He's your partner. Yeah. He's your partner. He's great. He's really cute too. So very cute. I guess he's a little like mine are. They they are always hungry. They have very low metabolisms. So my grandfather used to say, he would say about an animal like that, they could get fat on air pudding with wind sauce. And I think that's all my gypsies. If they ate air pudding with wind sauce, they get fat. So they're pretty easy keepers. I think really I read somewhere that, you know, they have these low metabolisms and I thought, well, maybe they were invented to be sort of the Prius of the horse world because they can pull wagons. They can do all this heavy work and they don't eat much, I'll tell you. So works out pretty well. Well, he's very mischievous too. I don't know if yours are, but oh, yeah. Pre is and they're related. Oh yeah. Pre Pre is so. and they are related and they're he's a clown. Preons is a clown yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's great. That is definitely yeah. spirit. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you found me and how you found the Equine Gestalt program to begin with. So I don't remember the story. How did you hear about Touch by Horse or me or the work I'm doing? Well, I was in a health and wellness online group. And when that group ended, we had a small little retreat in Denver. And I was told that we were going to go to a farm and work with horses. So I'm thinking, oh, great. We're going to go brush horses. I was kind of a little judgmental, like thinking, I don't want to go brush horses. I can do that at home. And so I get there. And so uh, one of your graduates, Julie Myers, was the one facilitating our sessions that we were having with her. And I learned real quick that it was not what I thought. It was not that. <laughs> so I was like, when she started exactly. asking deep questions, and I'm like, now how is that going to work with a horse? Like, you know, I was really paying attention. It, it really got my attention. So one of the younger women in our group, she put in a round pin. Mm -hmm. And when she was having a conversation with that lady, the two donkeys, mini donkeys, were, were actually acting out like pantomiming what was going on in their conversation. I even took a picture. I was so like, wow, <laughs> by it. Like, I was like, that blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I love when they pantomime. I think that's so validating that horses really do have such a deep understanding of healing and what we're, what we're looking at and what we're discussing. And they bring these pantomimes on and they are jaw dropping. I agree with you. They really are. So that's the moment when you kind of knew this is the work for me, huh? I knew it. I was like, I, I've got to know more. And I just started taking notes too. Like I was like, I, I'm just, sucked into this right now and then i mean i couldn't wait to get in the vehicle to start figuring it out and leah lund is the one that brought us to julie and she goes you know she teaches training classes and i was like she does what's her name <laughs> and i was on your website in the van before we even got on regular road you know and already asking for information so yeah, that was September and I joined in January. That's great. My lucky day. I'm glad because we've gotten to be good friends as well. So how I ask everybody this that are that are certified because in order to be certified in this program, it is two years or more. They work with me in person at something we called CORE for four or five days, doing their personal work on what each 
student feels is their unfinished business from their family and from their background and from life. If they have any trauma, they deal with that. And they end up taking a massive exam, two years of studies, lots of books. It's not a program for the people who just want to write a check and get a certification. If I tell you these guys are certified through my program, they have done their personal work, they've studied hard, they've proven their excellence in understanding the concepts of Gestalt, all of that kind of stuff. But that journey can be quite difficult, can be emotionally challenging for a lot of people. So I usually ask y'all to say, what did the method do for you personally? So what do you feel like Gestalt and specifically the method that I've created, what do you think that did for you personally first? It helped me to find the willingness to understand me and my strategies, looking at the parts of myself and why I formed those parts. And also, I realized in the program that I sent parts of myself away and the parts that were too painful for me to look at. So I guess to sum it all up, how I see my life and how Gestalt has helped me, pieces of my life, they cut like glass and some are shattered, some were sharp. And when my life was shattered, I couldn't see the person that I was before the trauma. I'd look out through those cracks and the brokenness and life was lonely and rugged. And Gestalt helped me realize that the broken pieces could be mended by looking at what broke them in the first place. Yeah, that's beautiful metaphor, beautiful metaphor. And I think we've all seen broken glass, you know, and I don't remember there's a Japanese technique where they... If something breaks, they put it back together with liquid gold. It's beautiful. Do you know what that is? Do you know that, what I'm talking about? It's so beautiful. And it's actually prettier after it's been broken and put back together than it was originally. Yeah. Can you figure that out? Because I want to do that with my clients. I will. I will. It's a beautiful art form. Some one of our listeners will remember, but it's a beautiful art form. And I'll, I will find that for you. Evie, because that's a beautiful metaphor to describe what you went through, but what what all people go through when they do this methodology. I created just a creative process for that. I call it Kaleidos Sculpture, and I do that in one of my retreats. And we we break the glass and we pick up the broken pieces. And uh, I mean, you can pick up the brokenness and recreate something new. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's a really, really good metaphor. You came from a pretty large family, if I remember right, right? Lots of siblings. And and I find no matter who I'm working with, if I'm working with somebody and they were an only child, or I'm working with somebody that was one of 10, there's a lot of unfinished business about our siblings, about our parents, about school teachers, whatever it is, just growing up. There's so much that happens that we take in and we don't, Oftentimes, people don't realize that it even had the deep, profound effect that it did. And years later, they're reactionary to somebody saying something or doing something. I worked with a a man this morning that was really taking a look at how he felt emotionally about some things. And he came to talk to me about his partner, about his wife, right? And so he he's being very polite about her and just saying, you know, really have all these difficulties. And it was very clear to me, it was really about the marriage he saw 
between his mom and dad when he was a child. So I listened for that background. And once we, when we first started, he said, no, my parents had a pretty normal marriage. And I always think, what does that mean? You know, when we really got looking at it and kind of broke it down, he was able to realize, you know, what his mother taught me a wife's role was, what his mother taught him women were, what his dad taught him the role of a husband was. All of that was still shadowing over how he feels between he and his wife. And it just cleared so much up for him that, you know, one of my expressions is don't invoice your current person for something somebody in the past has done to you, right? So it's all there. I've heard that before. Yeah, you've heard me tell you that before. <laughs> Stop invoicing I think them. I've heard that somewhere before, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure you have, gosh. I will say you were very committed to your personal work. I felt like, Eve, you've always been a person who has said, I want to do this with excellence. I want to sit with my clients and be the best version of myself I can possibly be when I sit with them with whatever they've come across, you know, in their life. So I appreciate it, that about you. You were courageous right from the start to jump in and do it. Anything else you're aware of that that the process helped you? And then we'll start talking a little bit about what you do in your own private practice. But anything else as you were going through it from you that you want to share? Anything else? Well, the horses, I mean, the horses I feel helped me to find that pathway to unconditional love. I could, I knew being in the presence of the horse, I didn't feel like I was going to be hurt, judged or anything like that. So the horse was a big part of it. Even, I mean, my personal work was, I mean, it was amazing. It was scary and interesting. And I mean, all kinds of words. I could just go on and on about all that, but (laughs) putting the horse with it is amazing. But yeah, being committed to whatever comes up and just going with it. And it's not always easy. It's just what we have to do. Do you think in, besides your professional life, that in your personal life, do you think that you relate to people differently now? Do you like hear them differently or relate to them in any way differently? I do. I, I can remember almost feeling that first time I had private work with you. It's like when I went outside, everything seemed brighter, even though I was in snowy Colorado. I mean, it seemed like when I looked out <laughs> my eyes that things were, they they just look different. And my body for sure feels different. I mean, I, I can actually feel things within my body. Sometimes they're not as pleasant, but it it's just a signal or actually a sign to just look at that and then just move through it and not hold it within my body. So the somatics have been really, really big for me throughout the program. Good. Yeah, I think that's always really fascinating. And, and you know, I always say the body speaks the truth and it speaks at first. Like your body's screaming at us oftentimes when we've had a reaction to something in our everyday life that is actually tied to something that's unfinished business. So find that really fascinating. And and a person like you, you know, you've learned to listen to yourself and not be afraid, not to say, yeah, that's that's probably going to be something for me to look at, but not be afraid of, not try to, you never were a person that anesthetized yourself with anything. Some people do, they'll reach for a cigarette or alcohol or something to numb themselves. Other people do more what you were kind of doing, which was, well, let me table that. I'm not going to think about that. <laughs> you know, just kind of push it back. I want to think about that. And they get through life that way. Yeah, I can do the disassociating, disassociate and just 
uh, I can handle anything and I do the sweets. Yeah. I, my go-to is sweets. I'm still working on that. Uh, I mean, it's a process, but the somatics really honestly is really a roadmap for me to look at. And when I look at those parts and pieces, I definitely progress on for sure. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our Equine Facilitator Program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our Equine Gestaltist Program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our Master Equine Gestaltist Program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. So you came up with, I think, a very profound name for your business and and I, I love it. I just I'm I'm big on the name of your business. So tell us what your dot com where people could find more about you. But when you hear the name of her business, if it resonates with you, you need to contact Evie. So talk about how you came to that name and what that name is. So the business name is Voices from the Scars. I came up with that name as I was right before Melissa's program, it, I mean, it's so amazing how things just kind of play out. I started having little flashbacks of things. I had no idea what it was and memories. And then I go into her program and flashbacks and memories to me were little voices in my mind that, you know, brought my attention to that. So I was like, what is it? You know, so I was curious about it. I wanted to know what it was. And it was a little scary. Thank God I was in the hands of Melissa that could help me finagle through it. And honestly, Melissa, I'm forever grateful for you being there to help me, you know, guide me through that. Those voices that woke me up, really. And I just decided the voices from the scars that I was seeing in my mind and the memories, uh, I just used that as a name. I figured if I if I was experiencing it, I could get to someone that was having the same experience by using myself as an example for all the stuff on my website. I agree. And honestly, from my millions of years of doing this, there are physical scars, there's emotional scars, there's mental scars, there's just so many ways. And if anyone listening today feels like, yeah, I think I have scars, you know, know that that, that is something that you want to look beneath and listen to the voice of it and, and get the assistance from someone like Evie, who's been there, done that, and knows how to help you really put voice and structure to what those scars were about so that we can do what we call leave it in the sand. Once you look at this work, it's not about discussing it over and over and over or talking about it. Probably one of the most common things people tell me as clients is, gee, I've been to a therapist for 10 years or five years or whatever it might be. And here I've gone and done this work with you two or three times seeing you and I see the world completely differently. And the magic is in the method. It is in the, the way that the gestalt work and the methodology with gestalt that I utilize allows you to really get it out and then leave it in the sand and walk away 
away from it. You don't have to pack it around with you any longer. So most of our clients tell us that they could still remember. It's not like hypnosis where it erases the memory. They can remember it, but now their body's quiet and there's no charge to it. You know, there's no emotional pain around the memory. They can see it objectively and really not need to think about it unless they choose to. So pretty, pretty beautiful to be able to do that. So Evie, I know you have women's groups and you operate some really beautiful retreats. And so one of the retreats that you have is Unbridle the Voice Within, which would be Voices from Your Scars and Unbridle the Voice Within. So can you give our listeners an example? Just kind of walk us through, like, what is that retreat? You're doing the gestalt work, but what else really is a signature of your retreat? So Unbridle the Voice Within, it's all about release, relax, and recharge. It can be intense, emotional, we cry, we laugh, and we have fun. We have uh, horses. We do uh, experiences with the horses. We also have hot tubs and, and usually I, I change up the places so they kind of are different. You've done them at the beach. Like I know you've mm-hmm. done them at the beach with the beautiful ocean. And yeah, yeah, I change them up. I mean, I've got three next year and one is at a lake house. One is um, at the beach or two are at the beach. Nice. And um, nice. And I'm going to be going to Texas and doing one. I have no idea yet where. So I'm just in the creating <laughs> plan for that. And it's a big state. If you have a beautiful retreat spot for Evie, let her know because she's on the hunt yeah. in Texas for a beautiful retreat spot. So that'd be great. Preferably nowhere near Houston. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot, of, a lot of stuff around Houston. Houston's a great city and it's a big city, but no, you like to find places where people can unplug from big cities and kind of like, you know, discharge out. And then you do retreats that are called My Body, My Home. And so what are those retreats about? Uh, My Body, My Home, Feel Safe in It. That one is uh, for any woman that has had sexual abuse. That's about releasing, reclaiming, and renewing. You're releasing your inner child. You're reclaiming your authentic self and renewing your spirit. We do a lot. We swim with the dolphins. We get to have picture, a photo shoot. So that's always fun. We do a fire on the beach, a big bonfire and fire release and all kinds of different. uh, We do deep work for two days and then we have fun. You know, there's just something too, because I've done those for years. There's something about bringing women together. And certainly men have sexual abuse issues too. For a man listening to this, we're interested in that. We do have certified practitioners that we would send you to that specialize in working, men who specialize in working with men on that issue. But for women to come together is special in and of itself when they come together in kindness and interested in healing and deeper looking at themselves. and to be sharing that time and space with other women who have had their boundaries crossed, whether it was when you were five years old, spending the night at a girlfriend's house and her her father came in inappropriately, or it was a relative, or it was in college, or it was a date rape, whatever the scenario, the common thread for the women is that I lost my right to my own body. I lost that feeling of being home. And I love the name of yours, my body, my home. I had a, an experience in college that myself and my two girlfriends had our apartment broken into. And the guy uh, turned out once he got arrested, he lived in the same apartment complex and he broke in 
like three days in a row and he kind of wanted us to know he was in there while we were away. And it was terrifying. We were young. It was very scary. The kind of lewd and crude things he was leaving for us to figure out he was in there. We literally had the police stand at the door while we packed and moved. <laughs> I'll just, we're out of here. And we packed and moved. But after that, I didn't feel safe in my own apartment for a long time. It's it's interesting having that door break, you know, that that invasion. And if you can take that experience and imagine it a hundredfold, that's often the way women feel for years and years and years after their boundaries have been crossed. A lot of confusion about where are my rights and what can I and can't I do and what situations am I safe in and where am I not safe? And finding a sisterhood of women who've been through similar experiences can be incredibly fortifying. And, you know, getting their thoughts about where they've taken it all these years and somebody else's thoughts and and the sharing and the feelings and the tears and the release. And so I'm sure I know, Evie, I know you well enough to know these are sensitive, beautiful confidential and sacred, you know, weekends where things are kept there in privacy uh, for everyone concerned. Do you have like one or two of those coming up next year? The My Body, My Home coming up November 7th, coming up. Is it full or if a listener heard this, could they still contact you? I have room for one person. Got room for one more? But otherwise, you have them on a fairly regular basis, so somebody could get a hold of you and find out when the next one is. Yeah, I have one coming up in May, the beginning of May, and the end of October. I think the other thing I want to say about the retreats that are like this is, and it, it sounds, it sounds I think, interesting to people, women don't go with their best friend or sister to those kinds of retreats normally because it's such a private thing that's easier to share with five women who are strangers to you and become sisters and close friends. So if you think, well, I don't have anybody to go with, that's the point. (laughs) So you get a hold of Evie and that's the point. It's time for you to go by yourself, meet these other women, find your courage that far. And what you learn is you meet people you know for the rest of your life. And so I would encourage anybody who's thinking, well, that sounds really good. And I don't have anybody to go with. That's the point. (laughs) So you get to have that experience private for yourself. And and it it matters. It matters a great deal for people. Yeah. And I, I allow them to come to the next one. If they come to another one, the cost is different and they can still do all the activities that we do in the retreat. And I've had like three people have been to two of them. Yeah. Nobody's going to do all the work on that topic. Rarely does somebody do all the work on that topic in one weekend or one day or one appointment or anything like that. It's something doesn't take years, but it does take probably two or three times of coming together with someone like Evie that understands. And then you also see clients private as well. I have a women's circles. Now I haven't started back up since I've got back from Texas with all the actual stuff, but we're going to, I'm going to start back up in November and I do see private clients. Since you brought that up, tell us about baby Axel. Cause it's quite the journey that you and your family have been on with this little blessed baby. Okay, so my daughter-in-law found out that the baby was going to have spina bifida. So uh, we had no idea what that meant. Of course, she's like I am. What get on the internet and I find out what spina bifida, you know, and you know what is it? You know, what are the different levels of it? And so I tell her, you know, you know, 
we can handle it. We'll figure it out. So, you know, we go to the uh, ultrasound and you have to be approved to go to Texas or the, the hospitals that can do the surgery, fetoscopic surgery, where they go in and ba basically cut her from hip to hip, take the uterus out, set it out on her stomach, cut the uterus open, do the surgery on the baby. And spinal bifida is where the back is not closed all the way. So the nerves and his spine was outside of his body in a certain area. So they take the skin because their skin is so wrinkly, they can pull it together, sew it up and put um, more fluid back in there with antibiotics, drop him back in her stomach and sew her back up. And we thought, you know, we thought we were going to get to go home. Well, didn't happen. And which was good. We stayed there till he was born, which is a little over three months. And it was an experience. Lights are on 24 seven. You don't get any rest. They're coming in the room every two seconds. Yeah. You and I could share a lot of war stories on that one, but what, uh, what an incredible time in history that we live in that they can take that baby out in utero and tuck him right back in to finish growing in his mama. That's, it's really, truly amazing that they have those skills and those abilities to do that. And how is Axel doing now? He is great. And I saw him yesterday. He's, I think he's like 10 pounds now. He's two months old. He's beautiful. He's, he's growing. You know, he has to uh, continue to go to the neurologist and they're watching his ventricles in his brain to make sure that, you know, they don't get any larger. Right now they're 96%. I'm not sure the exact number now, but if it continues, he has to have a shunt put in and he'll be fine. And his legs are moving, his bladder and bowels are working. And I am, I am, you know, over the moon for that because I've heard you talk about stuff. So he's going to be great. You bet. Yeah. It's just the, the miracles continue in modern science and, and medicine for sure. Just absolute tandem with God and a total miracle. So that's awesome. Evie, thank you for being on with me today. It wasn't too painful for you, was it? No, I love, I love my <laughs> moments with you. <laughs> Good, I love mine with you as well. In fact, you're on your way out here to visit me pretty soon, so I'll see you in a little bit for sure. I am, yeah, that'll be, I'm sure that'll be fun. Yeah, well, that'll be great. <laughs> Well, thank yeah. y'all for listening so much to my beautiful friend, Evie Rose. Go to voicesfromthescars.com to find out more. You can email Evie, ask her questions, um, find out more about her retreats and her beautiful work. And I will say a lot of clients fly to other states for this work. So if you say, well, she's in Georgia and you know I live in Maryland or something, please understand that's pretty common to go and go to a different area of the country to do this kind of work. So don't let that stop you either. I want to thank Hope Through Horses for being a partial sponsor of our Touch by Horse podcast. They do a lot of beautiful work for people so that they can come to things such as a retreat with Evie or afford their tuition. They pay partial tuition uh, to train with me. They subsidize some things for our graduates when they graduate that they need. So they do so much to get this work furthered out into the world. We appreciate them greatly. They make it possible for 
for us to work with women that have had sexual abuse, men that have had sexual abuse, veterans that have PTSD, on and on and on and on. So if you'd like to support any of those causes, please go to hopethroughhorses.com. And if you're able to throw a dollar or two their way, it really goes to a lot of good. Thank you, Evie. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll be back with Silly Dame next call. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.